Mother's Story and Island of the Blue Dolphins. Like, those were the books that I loved and, you know, Hatchet and that kind of thing. So I was obsessed with these things as a kid. And, like, all of my childhood games were me as Karana on the land. Like, I would pick red clover blossoms and, you know, put them in a hole in the ground because I was saving up food for the winter. You know, that was that was what I was obsessed with. But I didn't think. So, uh, hey, it's 6 o'clock, and it's time for Happy Hour here at Mutiny Radio. But comics aren't here yet, and that's fine. And when they get here, they're all going to wear masks, and we're all six feet apart, and that's all happening. And then at 7 o'clock on this same podcast, we'll be having our outdoor show where everybody's distance, six feet apart, don't you worry. And I'm not asking anyone to gather because I haven't publicized it at all, except to you on the radio and to the people with the sandwich boards outside in the neighborhood. And they're all going to be six feet apart, and we're all being very, very careful. And it's an outdoor show, and it's going to be very funny. And tonight is going to have Drea Myers and myself, Pam Benjamin, and uh, Pancake, and other comics. That's going to be really exciting. We have some comedians coming for the open mic. Uh, Rachel Pinson will be here, and uh, among others. So that's exciting. But we're going to listen to the end of my interview with Buenia. This is a really big week for me. In like witchy witchcraft and like woo woo stuff and like all the planets are aligned in a weird way and please please be careful for the fourth of July because the planets haven't been aligned like this in a really long time and the last time they were a really catastrophic thing happened so let's all just be aware that things are exploding and we don't want to be near those things please take care of your dogs and your cats your furry furry friends any friends that are furry that you care about please keep them close and comforted because it's very scary out there with all the explosions especially here in the mission I've already heard so many and I live in the tenderloin and there's just last night I just kept saying out loud another explosion and like talking to my cats it's okay it's gonna be okay so that said it's been a very witchy week and um, as we've been all been in COVID I don't know if you've been watching your Netflix queue and been getting pretty dark and into the dearth of your my list but may I suggest something in the documentary section called alone and it's season six and it's amazing it's ten people many women uh, and men go out into the Arctic wilderness up there in Canada where the northern lights are it's very beautiful up by Slave Lake and they survive in the Arctic wilderness and you can watch them do that for many, many days. And I fell in love with the show because I love that kind of stuff. Like, I just, wow, they're literally alone. They're their own camera people. Anyway, so I watched the show, and I was so connected to the character. Uh, I don't want to blow it for you, but Wonia, I'm not going to tell you any of the. She's amazing. She's a feminist superhero. She's an incredible human being. Uh, I can't believe that she survived. Of course she survived because she's amazing and knows everything about Ancestral skills and can live in the Arctic. You should check her out at Buckskin Revolution. I can't believe I didn't cry during this interview. I'm going to be playing it on Mutiny Radio and all kinds of shows, but I'll play the ending part here for you now just because it's playing and we're waiting for comics. And I did, so the reason I kind of started this, I start. I did a joke a couple weeks ago, even you can hear it here, where I talk about alone and masturbation and how it hits all my fetishes. Like, I love, I have a lacrimation fetish and I love, be, I have a lumberjack fetish. And so when there's a show where the lumberjacks are crying, like, I'm not going to masturbate to that, please. Come on. Are you fucking kidding me? 
then there are ladies too. And I'm like, what? What? Now I can really identify. I mean, I, I could never be a, I mean, what? Anyway, so this is the end of, the, so I was watching the show and I had an epiphany in the morning when I finished it finally. And I was like, who is this Winia person? And I looked her up and she's a real person. I found her on Facebook. Oh my God. And I wrote her fan mail and she answered me. And then I was like, can I interview you? And she said, yes. And then she called in and I did an interview and you get to hear the rest of it. And I'm a super fan girl. So it was like, it would be like if you loved The Apprentice and you got to interview Omarosa or if like you loved Survivor and you got to interview Richard or if you, you know, whatever, pick one and from whatever season and like fangirl out. Okay. Okay, so here's the rest of the Comedians will come and I promise there will be comedy. <laughs> would pick red clover blossoms and you know put them in a hole in the ground because I was saving up food for the winter you know that was that was what I was obsessed with but I didn't think that those things were you know I thought that that was from the past and not something that was available to me so um so I you know I always did a lot of things with my hands I was into sewing and knitting and crocheting and that kind of thing and like the handcrafts that were available to me but I didn't really have other avenues um you know like I grew up in a rural place but you know we weren't we weren't we grew strawberries and we grew a small garden but you know we weren't like harvesting wild food or anything this wasn't in my this wasn't in my background and how I was raised up um but I was always looking for that stuff and when I was um I think a freshman or a sophomore, I think a sophomore in college, and I went to school for biology and environmental studies. So like a deep connection to the natural world was always a part of me. And my parents were both outdoor people. My dad was a, an endurance runner doing 100-mile trail runs, cool. and my mom was a backpacker and in the Sierra Club. So I spent a lot of time hiking and, you know, out in wild places as a kid. Um, but it was when I was a sophomore in college that a friend of mine gave me a book, um, The Tracker by Tom Brown Jr., um, where he kind of talks about using these skills in his childhood um, coming into relationship with the land. And that was really inspiring to me. And so when I wanted to do a field course one summer, I specifically looked for one um, that might have some, some of those skills and found, um, found one that had instructors who had taught some ancestral skills. And so I chose the course based on that. And that's not what the focus of the course was, but it was a big focus for me because that was where my interest laid. Um, and then they told me about a skills gathering that they had been to that was all focused on ancestral skills. And so I went to that and that was um, when I was 19. And so that was what really showed me that in fact, this was something that was still available that people were still doing. And then from that point on, I just threw myself into it wholeheartedly and definitely kind of had like fantasies about running off naked into the wilderness you know with just my knife and living there forevermore and um my first gathering was when i was introduced to buckskin clothing and that completely changed my life and became my biggest goal was to you know learn to tan hides and make clothing for myself and um so yeah from that point on anytime i wasn't in school i was I was out in the woods by myself doing skills stuff um, or going to gatherings whenever I could and spending summers on some land in Idaho with a bunch of folks who were teaching and practicing skills and, you know, organizing Stone Age trips and harvesting wild food and just, you know, learning as much as I could in every possible way. Um, 
and you know then i had then i had a period in my early 20s where i kind of where i was in involved in a relationship and with my first husband and um that wasn't really the life that he wanted to live and i felt like i ended up compromising a lot on how how i was living for for love you know for that relationship and um that was how i ended up in grad school actually was kind of trying like not not being happy in the normal working world. And I was working, you know, interesting jobs. I was doing environmental ed and working as a naturalist in a state park and doing cool stuff, but it just wasn't me. It wasn't the life that I wanted. I wanted something so much more wild and rugged and um, really had this period of feeling like I compromised so much of myself and lost myself and became really deeply depressed and, um, even suicidal. We have like the um, same story. It's tripping me out, but keep going. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, I think it's a common one. Um, so yeah, so I spent a lot of my twenties compromising on what I wanted to do. And then eventually, um, I was in grad school when I kind of, I don't know, like came to a place where I realized that like my soul was dying and I couldn't, I couldn't do what I was doing anymore and ended up, you know, leaving my husband, quitting grad school. I, I had enough credits to get my degree, but I quit my thesis. So I ended up graduating with a non-thesis science degree, which means you can't really work in academia. You can do a lot of other things, but you're not going to ever go on to be a professor or anything um, or a researcher. But um, but I, it was pretty clear that I didn't want to anyway at that point. So yeah, so I ended up, you know, quitting grad school, leaving my husband and moving away from my like, you know, easy house outside of town and running off to northern Ontario um, with someone that I met at a friend's wedding who was about to go out on this crazy journey and um, living up there for a while until the Canadian government kicked us out. (laughs) And from that moment on, just really absolutely devoted to living my life and not compromising on that again and living a much wilder, less conventional life. Um, But yeah, I came to that through compromising and trying to, you know, quote, be normal and live a normal life for a while and just being absolutely miserable and feeling trapped. And, um, yeah. And you, you gave know, up learned, the safety. Learned the hard way. You gave up the safety for your gave truth. Up the safety for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, I did yeah. the same thing. I was married for a long time and, and I left him and all, it's very, very similar story, very depressed, trying to, blah, 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 and now I do what I want. Yay. So I'm glad that you, yeah, I, have and like, I think it's, it's been gratifying because, yeah. Oh, I just have a, I have a couple more questions for you because we've been going for an hour and I don't want to take up too much of your time because you're so awesome. But I mean, I, I want <laughs> to take up all of your time, but I don't, I also don't want to, you know, so finish your thing. And then I have like two more questions. Oh, I was just going to say that at the time, I think it was hard, you know, it was like quite devastating for my husband. We're still very good friends. He's a wonderful man. But, you know, I think at the time he never really believed me mm-hmm. about why I was dissatisfied and how I said I wanted to live. Um, and you know, because I was not doing those things. I had been compromising. So it's like, yeah, you say that. But but I think now, and especially after alone, now he's like, okay, yeah, I, I get it now. I get the, what you were saying all along of what you actually needed and wanted. Yeah, it makes more sense now. <laughs> 73 so it's gratifying days. in that way. But like, yeah. Uh, so have you ever thought of going back to your Arctic Peninsula? Like during the summer? I would love to. Yeah, yeah, no, I love to. I mean, once once I have a little bit more space in my life, that is definitely um, a very much a goal. I intend I intend to do so. I also intend to spend some time on that lake, places where one can actually catch fish and just gorge on trout. <laughs> yeah, I saw those beautiful fish. 
Um, okay, so yeah. my last question, it might be totally inappropriate, but, and I can cut it out <laughs> of the interview if you want. Okay, the way I came to the show, because I, I'm a stand-up comedian, I watched the show <laughs> And I was like, I don't, I don't watch porn. It's not my thing. It's not, I'm not into it. But <laughs> I was watching alone because it hits all of my triggers. Like, it's like emotional lumberjacks crying. It's like survival starving. <laughs> it's like all the Laura Ingalls Wilder stuff I love. So I made this like big long joke that I've done on stage about how it's my porn and I, I masturbate to it when I'm alone, <laughs> quote unquote, right? So my question is, That's great. when you're out there and we're at the base of humanity, was there any like sexy time? Feel- Did it not even enter your head at all? Or was there any like, I mean, were you so, I'm just, because I'm, I'm thinking about ancestral skills and I'm thinking about people used to live out there and babies were made Yeah, and this is a part of being human. <laughs> right. I mean, I was isolated the whole time. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I don't, I, I think probably differently than you experience it. Cause to me, it's my norm. You know, I think that often things that people eroticize are things that are like outside of their norm and therefore exciting. And so in that way, that that experience wasn't, but there is definitely something about that, like that primal energy of being out on, you know, in a wild place and um, experience things in the way it's very, you know, it's very physical. It's very rooted in the body and it's, you know, the like life and death and like getting down to the nitty gritty of life. I'm sure there's, there's a sexual energy in there. And, uh, and yeah, no, that like towards the end where I had been starving. And just so you know, like I tend to be kind of a no holds barred kind of person. I'm, I'm pretty, um, <laughs> I'm a pretty open book, so this doesn't feel inappropriate, but, um, you can edit it out if you think. No, no, hey, I'm fine with it. But I yeah, watched no. the whole poop. I watched the whole poop video and I was like, it's scintillated. <laughs> like I watched right. the whole 22 yeah, minute poop yeah. video. I was like, all right. right. <laughs> yeah. No, I tend to just talk about the stuff that needs talking about. So whatever. But yeah, no, I mean, I would say that like that, uh, there wasn't like more sexual energy for me out there than there would be otherwise, but it wasn't absent um, until towards the end when I had been really starving for a long freaking time. Cause you know, like starting to digest your own muscles kind of takes it out of you. Right. Right. <laughs> There's actually a moment where, when they were out for a medical check and uh, I, I somehow like this happens to me where I will say something and not realize the connotation of it afterwards. But there was something where I like invited one of the people to spend the night in my cabin with me, which like, obviously it was not going to happen, but like, and and, the the film people were kind of like, Ooh, should we like be present for this conversation? And then I was like, Oh, that did sound like that. Didn't it? But, uh, (laughs) do you want to spend the night um, in my wilderness cabin? I think it was like just after I had made the bed or something. They're like, "Oh yeah, that looks pretty cozy." And I'm like, "Heck yeah, it is! Hey, try it out." Um, <laughs> something like that. But I always, I always laugh that everybody was like, everybody turned a little bit red after that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's. Well, I, this has been amazing. Can you like plug Buckskin Revolution? Give us your website, your YouTube, what you you know, how people can. Like, do you have a book? Can have you read? Have you written a book yet? When's your book coming out? Like, 
Um, I have I have several book projects in the works right now. Um, so yeah, there's a lot that I can say about all of that. So my business is Buckskin Revolution, and um, you know the mission of my business is to empower people with the skills to you know, tend to their needs with their own two hands and from the landscape around them. And so it's about, it's about ancestral skills. And it's also about applying those skills, like having those skills, even if we don't use them, but knowing that we have them changes how we are in our daily life and has us coming from a place that is uh, feeling empowered rather than feeling trapped in the system and feeling like a whole person who is actually using the the physiology that we evolved to have um and also you know just recognizing ourselves as wild creatures and with a profound relationship to the wild so having things in our daily lives whatever they might be that remind us of our connection to landscapes outside you know you might not need to go out and forage your own food every day but could you have a little you know a buckskin bag hanging on your wall where you know that it came from a wild creature and therefore it's kind of an anchor for the wild in your life even if you're living in an apartment building in the Bronx you know wherever you find yourself can you can you integrate a little bit of the wild into your life um, so, you know, connection to the landscape around us, connection to who we are on a deeper level, connection to our human community, connection to our ancestors, um, and skills for actually land-based living, you know, um, growing, storing, um, food, medicines, all of those things. So, um, and part of my mission really is to spread those as far and wide as I can, and that's why I've been focusing more on um, you know, videos and online courses and writing recently. And I, you know, have traveled around the country teaching this stuff for the past several decades. Um, that's been a huge part of my life. And that's really rewarding to me. And I intend to keep doing it. But these days, since the bigger platform um, and the publicity of alone, a lot more people are interested in what I'm doing. So I'm trying to, um, to branch into the video stuff to make it more accessible to people who couldn't come and do a class in person. So there's a lot of ways to be involved in what I'm doing. Um, I have an online skills gathering happening right now. Last week is going to be the last week to register for that. But that's uh, an entire you know, week's worth of classes spread out over 10 weeks of all of the skills like we're talking about, all of the background that, um, that you know, prepares you for more time in the wild and more land-based living. Um, also, I have a Patreon membership, which is a, a crowdfunding platform, but it's a membership-based. So you're, you know, um, you're part of a team, basically the Buckskin Revolution Patreon team. So that is a huge part of allowing me to do a lot of the videos and writing. And eventually I'm hoping to be able to hire people to help me with my video editing because I can only, I'm doing everything myself right oh, now and there's yeah. only so much I can produce. So I could get a lot more out there if I had more support um, and able to, to hire folks to support me in that. So check me out on Patreon. That is www.patreon.com backslash Wonia Buckskin Revolution and you get all kinds of benefits for that and it's a lot more interactive and reciprocal and you know exclusive content and you know merchandise for certain things your name in my books and getting to ask questions and a lot more a lot more interaction um so I really encourage people to do that that's a huge part of what supports me right now in being able to do this stuff um, the mailing list on my website will get you um, in my system so that you get my newsletters, which has my teaching schedule. Um, obviously, most of my in-person teaching has been canceled um, due to COVID, but I will be getting back to that. And I also do mentoring through um, Sage FM, which is a which is a mentoring platform where folks can call in and do um, 
live video and phone consultations. And so that's a way to, you know, get one-on-one help with your skills. Um, and, you know, like I can walk you through brain tanning. You can ask questions about a loan. You can ask questions about, I just had a great conversation last week about how to keep a positive attitude in the face of challenges and adversity. Um, so, yeah, I'm really trying to do what I can to make a positive impact on the world. And um, also, you know, social justice is a part of, of Buckskin Revolution and a part of the revolution. And so trying to make these skills more accessible to more people because I feel like, you know, there are a lot of people who are disenfranchised and yeah. don't have access to even just getting out into the woods and nature. So trying to do what I can to spread access in more ways so that more people you know, feel empowered and feel like they have some control over their, their lives and their choices and they're not just pawns in a system that they don't understand um, and, you know, can't control, which, like, I get because that's how I felt in my 20s when I was trying to plug into the system and it wasn't working for me. Um, You're amazing! Instagram and Facebook. <laughs> Thank you. So, yeah, there are so many ways to be involved in what I'm doing. And, yes, I do have a couple books. My Patreon members have access to my writing before it's published. Mm. For many years, I was selling the rough draft of my book about buckskin clothing. Right now, the only way that you can get that is if you're a Patreon member. At certain levels, you get that rough draft copy of my book that's close to published but not there yet. Um, You get that for free at certain levels, or you get to buy it for a discounted rate at other levels. So, um, yeah, working hard to pump a lot of good resources out there into the world so we have a society of happier, healthier, more whole, more empowered, more inspired, and inspiring people. Yay! This has been, like, <laughs> the highlight of my whole, like, I can't even tell you. This is a dream come to fruition. I never thought, you're a real person doing real things. <laughs> of course ah. I am. Yeah. There are all, the other things we didn't get into are like your philosophies on entitlement and like feminism and stuff, but maybe another time. This has been incredible, and I thank you so much for your time, and I, and I can't wait to see what happens next um, with you and Buckskin Revolution and everything else online, and everybody join the Patreon, and thank you so much for talking to me on Mutiny Radio. Uh, and I hope so that glad we can, to. Thank you so much for asking. Yeah, I hope we can promote anything that you're doing in the future. Again, this has been like, thank you so much. Have a beautiful rest of your day. Enjoy <laughs> the sunshine. Thank you. And I thought the cat was alive. I'm sorry. That's okay. Yeah, no problem. Right. Well, yeah. thanks so much for your time, and I hope to talk to you again someday thanks, soon. Sam. Have a great day. Bye. Sounds great. Yep, we'll be in touch. Yep, all right. Bye. <laughs> That was Wania Dot. Wania Thabo, everyone. You can see her online. Well, here we are at happy hour. That was just Wania Thabo. Uh, also, Wania Dawn. You can find her on Facebook if you want to be a fangirl like me from Alone Season 6. I got to interview her, and it was a dream come true. Right now, we are listening to David Brown in the background. He is an incredibly talented man who used to play all the time at Ireland's 32 when that was a thing. I bet that you could still buy his album. Uh, I, we're going to listen to it for a while until more comedians come. It, right now, it's just me, Rachel Pinson, and Jonathan hanging out. But when one more comedian comes, it'll be a quorum and we'll do jokes. But enjoy David Brown.
inside of me And Lord knows he won't set me free yeah. I fold my hand before I lose And make life for death mine to choose Form of comedians now, I feel like. Uh, we were just listening to music in the interim, waiting to have enough comics to perform in front of... Hey, uh, the chairs are six feet apart. Please note the distance, and that's great. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll, get, we'll get started with some comedy. I'm, I'm very excited. There's supposed to be more people coming, but who knows? The, o- the outdoor show starts at 7. It's clean, but uh, like we... That's the thing is we're just sort of doing I'm not like publicizing open mics because I don't want to be like gather here. But that's the whole thing is like everybody can be six feet apart from each other and there's nobody in here right now. So we're cool, I think. Anyways, uh, we'll get it all set up. People will take seats and uh, we're going to do some comedy. in your cerebral 
Let them eat cake. J.W. Blunt of J.W. Megawake from 4 to 6 here at MutinyRadio.fm made a chocolate cake today. It's just a cake. There's nothing else in it except cake. It's just delicious and wonderful. Uh, for He made it because it's our nation's birthday tomorrow. So yay cake and yay birthdays. And everybody be safe, please, please, please. Fourth of July, I've already heard so many explosions. It's all fun and games until someone loses an eye. Please don't have any, you know, Roman candle fights in the street. Nay, nay, children, please don't do that. Also, be super, super safe and don't lose any fingers and and just notice where everybody is. I'm not saying don't blow shit up because I know that it's that's how we celebrate our nation's birth. But, like... It's scary times. Let's not give everybody PTSD now, shall we? Especially my cats, my poor, poor cats. We're going to get started with the jokes in just a second. And my spirit reborn. And all the Aaliyah in your soul bombing walls. I would suffer any fate tonight. Hey, everybody. Yeah. You can uh, cover this with a... uh, There's these gloves over here that are all clandestine. If you're afraid, you can cover the mic with one and talk through it if uh, that'll work out. Or if you brought your own microphone, that's another thing that can work. Isn't that exciting? Yay, COVID. Yay. Are we all okay? Hi, yay. I I wasn't going to do any COVID jokes, but I might as well, you know. COVID's weird. We've been spending a lot of time alone uh, in our own houses uh, masturbating. And I was, I, well, I, I was overhearing my neighbors having sex. And I was like, all right. I started getting into it. And then I realized it wasn't my neighbors having sex. It was my cats play fighting in another room. You'd be surprised how easy it is to finish. It's not... A it's not a problem at all. It's fine. It's very easy. I have such a vivid imagination. I masturbate to podcasts. That's that's what I do. Just 
words. That's all I need. I actually, I actually started. It's funny. I don't watch porn uh, because it's just, it's just not my thing. I just don't like. I mean, my fetishes aren't the normal fetishes. Like I, I have a lacrimation fetish, uh, meaning I like to watch men cry. But that's why. I don't like watching porn because all the women are crying. Why are all the women crying? Like, oh. And then people get on my ass. They're like, oh, you have a lacrimation fetish. You're a monster. And I'm like, you just won't admit it, weirdo. <laughs> but there isn't, I don't know. I don't watch porn. I don't know if there's porn of men crying. I don't, maybe it's just gay porn. I could get into that. I can get on a man-on-man. No, I, I don't know. Someone asked me if I'd sacrifice an animal. <laughs> The other day, uh, it like as a witch uh, for a love potion, and I was like, "No, I'm not a monster. <laughs> Don't you get it? Just because I like to watch men cry, not a monster. <laughs> I didn't fight with men on purpose, not to make them cry. No, that's so. I I have weird like fetishes. I like like I've had eating disorders in the past, so like you know, people starving is kind of a turn on for me. And then, like, I also like lumberjacks and beards for some reason. So, like, beards, emotional men, starvation. Uh, I've been masturbating to alone. <laughs> Anybody watch that history series? You're alone when you're watching it. It's good. I got to interview Wania of Alone Season 6. She was the second place person. And I asked her about masturbation. She obviously doesn't masturbate to alone like I do. <laughs> like she didn't. <laughs> it's, I was thinking about switching teams. I was like, damn, women be sexy when they're starving. COVID, COVID's a weird time to have an eating disorder. Like I can't be bulimic because it costs too much money, right? Like it's great for the economy to be four times the consumer and then <laughs> I can't afford to barf up all those calories. Yo, I'm on food stamps. So anorexia and COVID are just going together like mm, two peas in a pod. Like there's like four calories in that. So that's okay, right? Like pea pods. That's okay. Am I allowed to eat that? Uh, no, but anorexia and COVID are amazing because you're not supposed to leave your house anyway. Oh no, give me another excuse to not eat. <laughs> I only have like multo meal and a little bit of half and half left. Oh, there's two tablespoons of butter. <laughs> I don't, but I, I don't want to go out because that's dangerous. Oh, and the lines are so long. Does this mask make me look fat? <laughs> like I need another excuse. But anorexia and COVID are a perfect time um, because I'm on food stamps and I can only afford to eat half the food anyway. <laughs> so it's fine. I can starve on the government's dime. Oh, that, that I think I missed some punchlines in there. That's okay. It's a new joke. It's a COVID joke. I don't like COVID jokes. Oh. Hey, look, it's going to kill you. Um. The COVID times are weird. We've been hanging out with uh, stand-up comedians. And uh, comedians have told me, like, hey, you know, you give off a real mom vibe. And no one wants to fuck their mom. And I'm like, I get that. But what about your stepmom? Like, 
I've seen those tropes. I don't watch porn, but I know they're there. And so my question is, are the women in porn real stepmoms or just really good actresses? <laughs> I only have one regret about my first abortion. I had my first abortion in 1995. That's 25 years ago. 25 years ago. I know, right? And the only regret about my first abortion is that I didn't have the kid uh, because right now I could be fucking all of his friends. <laughs> what the fuck? Regrets. All right. <laughs> I like it. Here, here's a of the most important thing of unimportant things. The World Premier Soccer League had its finals finally. And Liverpool won. Yay! 40 years later, Liverpool won. 30 years, 40 years. You know what I love about English soccer? Finally, I get to watch hot 23-year-old men actually make their goals. They're literally making goals. Like, that's all they do is make goals. Like, that's the goal, and they do it. Boom. <laughs> and they're 23. Imagine that. Americans, take note. Premier Soccer League. <laughs> okay. Uh, those have been my jokes, and uh, your next comedian, come up to the stage. Put your hands together for Rachel Pinson. Yay! God bless America, everyone. I got a song for y'all, okay? I got a song. Sing along if you know the words. I'm proud to be an American, where at least I know I'm free to sell all the food stamps Trump's government gave to me. And I know, and the same every day. I'm really high. Where are my kids at? Betty May, I said, once we get that stimulus check, we'll fix your Mountain Dew mouth. It's hard wearing this mask <laughs> with glasses on. <laughs> That's just the truth. Today's the 3rd of the July. I have this cousin named Michael. He passed away. Today's his birthday. He used to play all these pranks on us all the time growing up, like cellophane over the the toilet seat, you know? But I think the ultimate prank he played was when he was a teenager smoking pot, devil's lettuce with my sisters. He said, won't it be great at my funeral you all play Freebird? And we did, and that is a 14-minute song to sit through a funeral. Who would do that to somebody? And to make it worse, everyone else in my family is like, that's a great idea. Play Freebird at my funeral. <laughs> so every funeral I've ever been to, I've had to sit through a three-minute guitar solo. I don't know. Bless his atheist heart. I know he's not looking at me down from heaven because he's a faggot. And I know God hates faggots, and that's why he gave San Francisco the corona hoax. I get all these 
looks when I'm talking with my accent. I want to let y'all Californians know something, all right? This is an American accent, and y'all sound like a bunch of Canadians. Y'all sound like a bunch of Canadian snow Mexicans coming here, getting our women impregnated, and then taking them up to Canada where they can have free abortions on their universal health care that the Republicans pay for. There ain't nothing free, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, Corona. <laughs> Try not to say all those topical Corona jokes. Everyone said, you need to stop up on toilet paper, stock up on toilet paper. No one told me how quickly I was going to go through batteries because I'm lonely. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Rona is a good time to break up with a clingy boyfriend because it's like, y'all, if, if you ain't going to stay 100 yards like the court said, you can at least stay six feet <laughs> like the CDC said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a goddamn patriot. You know, all I wanted to do when I was in sixth grade was go to Washington, D.C. on my school trip. That's all I wanted to do. But my mom wouldn't let me do any of those door-to-door fundraisers because of perverts. She said perverts. I didn't know what that meant, but she really meant to say it. So she said, you can go, but you got to raise up all that money on yourself. And I'm like, well, I'm like 12 years old. We're in a recession. How was I supposed to get a job? But luckily for me, my sister had a pill addiction. So here's what I did. My grandpa would give me $5. My sister said, hey, I know grandpa gave you $5. Can I borrow that for uh, diapers? And I said, sure, sis. Yeah, you can borrow it. And she said, next month, I'll double it, and you'll get $10. So I said, cool, cool. She came back the next month got $20. The next month, I got $30, $40. I can math. And the next month, I got $80. And I got to go to Washington, D.C. I got to go on my own. No perverts there, Mom. There's no perverts there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I dated one of y'all people from the Bay Area, you know. I think he kind of fetishized me for being trashy a little bit. He's like, can you say something to me, something sexy in that sexy accent you got going on? And I said, all right, I'll give it a try. I am 13 years old. Don't tell me how to raise my baby. Mama didn't pay the water bill, but that's okay because we got Mountain Dew. I want you to kiss me wildly and passionately like my cousin when he wants one of my oxies. All right, God bless America. Rachel Benson, everyone. Hooray, hooray, and then yay. Your next comedian, all the way from Vallejo, I have to ask you, can you actually, can you work clean? Do you, not not now, like now we don't have to work about worry about clean, but at seven o'clock I have a show that's outside, and if you'd like to do some guest time, but you have to be clean, because it's on the, you, you, I mean, do you, I don't know, I don't know if you're clean. Anyways, right now we're going to listen to whatever he wants to do, he's going to be hilarious, put your hands together everybody, for David Marsedler, yay! 
You can smoke pot inside. It's fine. Oh. Yeah, pot is fine. Oh, Jesus. I wasn't even ready. I have zero material. <laughs> I just I just agreed that I'd come out here and do uh, some stand-up so I could film everybody. Uh, obviously, I didn't need to, to volunteer myself. <laughs> um, I, well, good. You know what? Since it's a 420-friendly stage, I mean, um, let me get my mind marinated here. <sighs> All right, because... Yeah, I got to get loaded to be able to share um, share my jokes because uh, I, I sat there now thinking, like, what jokes can I do that are clean? So I was like, there goes all the race jokes, all the sexual jokes. I was like, the only jokes left were my uh, sad, pathetic, uh, lonely life of a man jokes. <laughs> so I guess um, I'm going to share how I'm studying these uh, super nerds. You know, they're making, uh, they're what doing their, uh, what's that movie called? Weird Science with uh, the, the sex dolls. Yeah, that's what I gotta pay attention to these days, cause you know, can't get a can't get a real woman right now. <laughs> so, um, so I'm figuring I'm, I'll check out these uh, these super nerds and their sex dolls, cause you know they ain't getting laid. So the only vision they got of a woman is 11. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, I guess I'll transition into uh, uh, what the hell joke do I have? I even remember. Son of a gun. I got, like I said, it's kind of hard to stay away from. Uh, you said I could, I could actually. Oh, you don't, you don't have to be clean now. Oh, this it's one? only at seven oh. o'clock that we have to be clean. Oh. Yeah, you can, you can fuck swear and talk about ass fucking and all whatever you want right now. Oh, yeah, whatever you want. It's a hundred percent open right now. I can't believe I forgot my material. Hold on, I wrote this out here. Let's see. Okay, I wrote down this joke how. We got to start worrying about a, a certain group of people that aren't being represented in this uh, race war or gender war. It's big ugly guys. Yeah, <laughs> I don't see anything, anything out there about big ugly guys and what we got to go through. And and you know, so since I'm in a group all by myself, I, like I said, I want to share these things that I, I I'm looking forward to in the future. And it's all on tech, the tech nerds. Uh, one I already talked about. The uh, the the number of the Levens, the hot the hot uh, model uh, sex dolls are going to be coming out with, and the next thing is virtual reality cyber sex brothels. Hey, now we're talking, right? Hey, right? And 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 so like I picture my luck, right? Right? My luck, because I'm like I'm one of those guys, like dude, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to go get a prostitute because I'll be the first, I'll be the one that gets caught on cops crying, right? <laughs> Right, I was. I'd rather take my ass kicking like a man, but I'll, I'll like the crying that I'm gonna go through, is uh, literally. I think the cops will probably feel sorry. Um, so these virtual reality cyber sex bars, right? I'm sure they're gonna sell you on the one and done, throw away rubber vaginas, right? You go in there, one and done, and you're gone, right? But my luck, I'm gonna go in there. I'm gonna go to the wrong damn virtual reality cyber sex brothel, and it's gonna be the capitalist one that figured out to throw the rubber vaginas. Oh, I can say rubber pussies. The rubber pussies. <laughs> what else can I think? Rubber twats. Uh, whatever, whatever you want to call them, right? I'm gonna go into the capitalist virtual reality cyber sex brothel, and they're gonna be the ones throwing them in the dishwashers, right? Never realizing that herpes dies at 500 degrees, right? So I'm gonna go in there. Right, all lonely and desperate, right? Going in there as it is, looking, but you know, honestly, no one's even gonna know. It's probably gonna look like an arcade, right? Because nobody is even gonna know about virtual reality cyber sex brothels. So I go in there, all innocent, 
right? Nothing in the Bible about it, so I'm not, God's got no problem with it. Uh, I go in there, do my business, which I've, right, I've been to, uh, the local one was shut down because of COVID, so I had to go to a new one in, uh, in, uh, in, uh, in San Jose, right? I go home, right, two, three days later, or the, the two, week, two weeks later, boom, herpes, and my wife's all, oh my God, you're cheating on me! And I'm like, no, I swear to God, I'm not. She's, oh my God, dude, how did you get that? I'm like, and I'm going to be the first guy in U.S. to maybe world history to pull out my receipt to the virtual reality cyber sex brothel, and I'm going to have to show it to her, right? And then, I'm, and then all of a sudden, she's going to call the Better Business Bureau, and everybody's going to get involved because I'm going to have to have them show up and do a forensic test on their rubber throwaway vaginas. That's how it only had to happen, right? And then all of a sudden, the whole country's gonna stop, right? Whoa, hold on, we gotta figure out what the hell are we gonna do with these virtual reality cyber sex brothels. Prostitutes are, they're striking at a mass, shutting down, shutting down the com country. Prostitutes laying down, laying down in our airports. <laughs> all because of this. Where are we gonna go with the world, right? Catholic churches, Christian churches, Buddhist churches, it's all going to stop. We're going to have a New Testament because of this. Yeah, you, there, you know, Sins in virtual reality, cyber sex brothels. All of a sudden, now Jesus has a problem with that, right? Yeah, I'm attacking rich religion now, okay? All right, so, so anyways, um, uh, so how much time do I got on this thing? One minute. One minute. Oh, shit. Hey, talking about a minute. Talking about a minute, I've been watching uh, these things, documentaries on prostitutes, and they're like, oh, it's great. The guy only lasts for one minute. That's it. <laughs> wow, it's been a while. Wow. Hey, hey, David Borg Yay. Being a, being a dumbass, I do that every day. <laughs> you know how that works. No, uh, this, is, this is all incredibly exciting. I'm, I'm like... I'm over the moon. I, I mean, I've been thinking about fuck robots since Westworld started, so bring me Dolores. I'm like, no. <laughs> I love, this is, doesn't look like anything to me at all. Your next comedian, she looks like something to everybody. She's amazing and hilarious, and we're going to hear her be dirty now and clean later. But right now, you're going to love her in whatever the fuck she wants to say. It's Dre Myers. Yay! Make life for death, mind to choose. Have a, co have a mic condom, everyone. A mic condom. Thank you. It's a Ziploc. Uh... <laughs> Other people have been using plastic gloves, and then you're just getting fingered in the face your whole set, dude. It's fucking horrible. Um, <laughs> it's so bad. I'm like, bro, how do I spit jokes with fucking fingers in my nostrils? I don't know. I'm just going to talk about some stupid shit, all right? Are you guys down to talk about some stupid-ass shit? Uh, <laughs> so I was watching Billy Madison. You guys remember that movie, Billy Madison? Yeah, Adam Sandler goes to, like, kindergarten again and shit. And it brought up memories for me. Uh, I remember one time I was dating this security guard. <laughs> Sorry, that's my <laughs> that's my mic condom. Uh, I was dating this security guard, and then he started like cheating on me. But he was cheating on me in the stupidest fucking ways. Like he was trying not to get caught, but like doing it hella obvious. 
you know? So then I just like randomly texted him and I was like, what are you, retarded? And he was like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And it turned out he was in special ed in high school, you guys. (laughs) Can you believe that shit? Like he was actually retarded. But that's got to be like the worst way to tell someone you're retarded. When they're like, what are you, retarded? And you're just like, yeah. I'm like, bro, you could have came out a little earlier than that. Uh, (laughs) It's a little shocking. Uh, I blame Drake because he looked exactly like Drake. And I had a a huge Drake fetish at the time. Like, you know, like if you didn't, if Drake wasn't famous and you just looked at him, looked at him, you wouldn't know if he was like retarded or not. Because he kind of looks retarded. He looks like he has like soft down syndrome. You know what I mean? What? (laughs) Drake got a real thick brow, you feel me? He got a real thick caveman brow. So you're like, I don't know, maybe he's retarded, maybe he's just fucking useful. Who knows? I don't know. Um, I feel like this dude's getting triggered over this retarded shit right now. He was, dude. Yeah, and just to clarify, the security guard did not... (laughs) The security guard did not have a wheelchair, you guys. I just want to clarify. <laughs> he did not have a wheelchair. Um, what else? So I have not been working for like almost a year. Dude, I don't know how I'm ever gonna go back to working again. Like once you're free from fucking day job, you're like, how the fuck? I used to work, I used to work full time and then I would do comedy at night and I would try to hide my comedy from my coworkers because they didn't want to talk about something I love with people I hate, you know what I mean? Uh, But (laughs) I would almost get caught up, like sometimes I would write my set list on my arm in Sharpie and then I would forget to wash it off and I would go to work the next day and they'd be like, what's that? I'd be like, oh, uh, it's just my grocery store list. Uh, But one time I just said dick sucking. Yeah, I did, I did like five minutes on dick sucking and I fucking went to work the next day and she was like, what's that? And I was like, uh, I got to pick up chicken cutlets after work. Don't worry about it. Mind your business, bitch. And then she was like, I thought you were a vegetarian. And I was like, I am, but there's one kind of meat that goes in this mouth. <laughs> And it's chicken, bitch. Mind your business. <laughs> it's just chicken. <laughs> dick sucking, though, am I right? Oh, your pizza's here. Can we suck your dick for it? <laughs> or do we have to pay for it? Oh, it's GW. Oh, GW will totally take dick sucking for a pizza. You could blow JW right now and he'll just give you this pizza. <laughs> uh, what's your dog's name? I forgot. Mister, what time is it right now? Should I just stop? I feel like I should. No, no, stopped. you've got at least five minutes to do anything that strikes All your right. fancy. Uh, well, I was going to talk about dick sucking, but then people got really excited. They, how could they not be? <laughs> dick sucking, dude. Dick sucking. Um, I suck really good dick because I got my tonsils removed when I was like five. So (laughs) I used to get tonsillitis a lot. So they took those bitches out and I ain't had a gag reflex since, bitch. 
That's the only reason I'm not bulimic, because I gotta stick a whole fucking, I gotta stick a fucking toilet plunger down my throat if I wanna fucking, if I wanna make myself barf, bro. It doesn't even work. That's actually how I found out I didn't have a gag reflex. I was trying that shit when I was fat, and I got like teeth marks up on my fucking elbow, and then I was like, all right, this shit is not gonna work. <laughs> fucking look like my fucking hamster attacked me and shit. Um, yeah, I've sucked a lot of dick. Uh, there's a few different ways. Here's the thing. I feel like men lie to women about how good they are at sucking dick because they want you to keep doing it. So they lie. <laughs> and they're like, keep practicing, baby. Keep practicing. Um, <laughs> but, there <laughs> but there's a couple signs that you're really good at it. Number one, uh, if you've ever sucked dick more than once in one night, you're good at sucking dick, dude. One time I fucking went down on this dude, he walked me home, and I went down on the dude again. And you don't do that shit if you're bad at it. Wow, Pancake was jerking off in the bathroom this whole time. <laughs> I could not believe that. <laughs> ah, is that why your tie is so short so you don't splash jizz on that shit on accident? All right, I think I'm done, you guys. Thank you so much. Clap it up for me. Drea Myers, everyone. She's a queen. She's amazing. Pancake, do you want to do five minutes of dirty before you got to do clean later, or are you okay? Yeah, okay. All right, everybody. Pancake! Hi. Hi. Yeah, none of these are my ideas. So, uh, cunt, bitch, uh, fuck, um, you know, bastard. Um, uh, cock, cock juggler. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, oh, oh, God. Oh, man. I, I, there are some really good ones that I, I never remember. It's like, um, uh, I like the G words. Uh, guzzle, gu gobbler. There we go. Gobbler, yes. Um, look, look. I love pizza, but not when it's too hot, okay? I love pizza, but not when it's too hot because uh, in the morning, you get those bumps on the roof of your mouth. It's like a little lesson in patience. On an unrelated note, I hate it when my girlfriend gets her period. Uh, not so unrelated, guys. Not so unrelated. Uh... Okay, um, okay, so fuck, um, uh, hairy balls, let's see, um, throbbing cocks, um, pulsating vaginas, vagina's not a bad word, is it? I mean, if we're, if we're using the actual anatomical words, then, you know, my phalanges were up inside your vagina, and my my phallic unit, my penis, was very flaccid. <laughs> um, I think I got it out of my system. I'm Pancake, the Syrup King. The Syrup King. Thank you, Mutiny Radio. That was Pancake being dirty, I guess. That was brilliant. And maybe we'll have to, 
pull that out and make some kind of commercial out of it because it was very poignant and specific. Phalanges are a name for fingers, you weird, dirty dorkos. So we're going to listen to David Brown playing the blues until um, people don't gather outside for the 7 o'clock show. So yay. I can't stop, Lord, until I'm through, yeah. i get my fix and come undone and hide my face from the morning sun.
Comedy's coming, but don't gather. Oh, but the comedy's coming. Slowly next to me. As Aurora's radiant glory plays warmly on your cheek. Stolen and celestial amber the chases twilight from my soul. Cast a sacred light on my one stocking world. Only a Leo in this eastern atrium of morn. I find hope renewed and my spirit reborn. For any fate to lie Eternal in your own 
Yes, hooray, it's Outdoor Comedy. Yay, 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 yay. Yay, 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 yay. It's Outdoor Comedy. It's exciting because I get to smoke cigarettes because it's outside. I love it. I love it. Hey, welcome, everybody. We're outside. We're all distanced. It's so good. It's not good. It's COVID. Anybody else feel like COVID is summer camp? Anybody else an artist who doesn't have a real job? Was your job not essential? Did you have to write your novel? Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm 80 pages into a novel. How did it wasn't supposed to happen like that. What's, what's the 80th? Are you on the page 80 of your novel? No, what's happening? I mean, I'm very excited. You have your, your 80 pages in, and we're at the crux. It's, you know, that's the thing. Page 80 is where Goose dies in Top Gun. When do you get, no, there's no checks. You gotta figure out the story before the, ch I don't have a check yet. Is that, is that page 80 where we all get $1,200 more? Is that like, oh, here we are on page 80 of COVID. It's day 111 and we all get, wouldn't that be so cute if they were like, you all get another $1,200. Like, what? what? How am I going to spend it on Amazon? Just kidding. That was the wealth transfer. I tried to make a joke about wealth transfer right there. That's like, <laughs> sorry. It's like, they gave me $1,200 more to spend on Amazon. Getting my organic foods from Whole Foods that Amazon bought. But it's not a grab. It's not. I mean, of course. I'm a Marxist. Like, it's so crazy. Uh, Marxism's so weird. And I've always been like, I'm a fem. Marx was the first feminist, right? He kept talking about labor. Like, what do women go through when they have a baby? Labor. And he kept talking about the means of production. Ah, oh, the means of production. Women are the means of production, and we go through labor. <laughs> you see, Marx was the first. I'm just, okay. Marx was the first feminist. He didn't mean it, but he is. Knock, knock. Feminism. I can get my own fucking, I can get my own door, thanks. It's a precept of feminism. It's a clean show. I didn't even say the whole thing. It's a clean show. Here we are doing clean. It's true. Feminism. <laughs> it's like a dirty word. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's a crazy word. I don't know what else to call myself, right? Like, I'm a female. I'm a person. Oh, wait, I'm a human. We are all people. <laughs> I know it's not spelled that way, but boys have a peephole and girls have a vagina. So I have to call myself a feminist because it's the only word spelled without the word men in it. <laughs> anybody? Can anybody spell? I'm a witch. I can read. Ah, ah no way. Ah! The word feminism is spelled with an I. You see, there are no men in feminism. <laughs> Did you see how there are no men? There is no men in feminism, just an I. I am a feminist. I get the words though, right? Language is political. Ladies, when they have their period, what do we call it? Menstruation. <laughs> 
the one thing you could literally never do when you put your name all over it and you think it's gross <laughs> menstruation and then when you get to have sex for the first time ladies what do you break hi men hi hi men hi i can have sex with all of you now hi men <laughs> like the one i do understand because i'm going through it right now like menopause <laughs> Men are certainly pausing on me. They're like, whoa, she is older than I thought. Whoa, whoa, what, what, menopause. The one prefix you give us, the one prefix, herpes. <laughs> you give us herpes. <laughs> you know, and just because I, you know, hate sex. My last boyfriend, when I have herpes, you call me manipulative. <laughs> Suddenly I'm manipulative. That was, uh, that was breaching. That was a breaching on the clean thing, but I wanted to add that extra tag to that joke that I like very much. Sorry, it's good, it's fun stuff. Thanks for being here. We're being clean outside. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> clean comedy. You know what's super clean? The Bible. <laughs> Did it? Well, isn't it? Isn't it PG? Oh, good. My cigarette still works. I feel like... <laughs> I feel like Sam Kinison. I wish. I wish I could be like... I'm just gonna scream! Does everybody... I love... I'm... Oof. Remember the 80s when comedy was just like, look, people are expressing themselves wildly and we were all so clustered that we cloistered. C clustered, cloistered. Cloistered is like nuns that can't see the outside. I've eaten cookies by Spanish nuns that were cloistered and my God, they taste better than anything else you've ever tasted. Sacrifice is real, yo. And if you don't think that witchcraft is a thing and like you don't think that the, the ladies that are in a cloistered nunnery in Spain that make cookies all day, you don't think they're shitting those cookies, man. Ooh, I said, I'm sorry. <laughs> Stuff like juju, like serious witchy juju in those cookies. I've eaten those cookies. Cool. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm, I think I've warmed you up. Who's going to do the next clean set? Will, oh, uh, uh, Will, you raised your hand, so you're a, he's perfect. He's perfect. He is a teacher. He uses a fake name so his students won't find him, which is important <laughs> because he's hilarious and wonderful. He's going to be super clean because we're on the street. He's, he's dressed for the radio audience. He is clothed <laughs> in <laughs> our beautiful flag. <laughs> it's almost, I wish it was, I, last week was super rainbow week and I definitely wore rainbow colors. I support that rainbow flag way more than the flag that you're wearing. <laughs> but you're wear whatever flag you're wearing, I believe it. Put your hands together, everybody, for Will Brown! Yay! Oh my God, I love the feel of a microphone in my hands. It's like, oh, it's hard, and it, I mean, it's, clean and hard it's clean and hard
and I'm so happy to be here in the sunlight. It's so nice. Um, I did bring the flag because I am an American, and I am a West Virginian American, Appalachian American, and you know, God love it, our country's going through a lot right now, as are all the countries of the world with COVID and whatnot, but our country's especially examining a lot. The reason, I went around the park today, this little gentleman over here can testify to that, trying to talk to people to say we need to add at least two and you guys actually brought up another we could add three states to the union add so three more fuck uh stars on this flag bring puerto rico we can bring some latino votes we can bring some um diverse votes from the district of columbia and guam guam is perfect isn't that is the pacific islands right so the Pacific Islanders can get two senators, the Puerto Ricans can get two senators, the African Americans can get two senators, because you know how many senators Vermont and Wyoming have with their like a half a million people? They get two senators. It's 92 and 94% white people there. And I'm a white person and I'm turning red in the sunlight, but quickly. But anyway, I just had to say that because I'm like so done with this country right now. I'm so done. I moved to Mexico for a year and it's fucking great and I love it. And since it's a clean set, I was trying to get here at six, but mistakes were made. Pro problems were had. I'm not claiming any responsibility for any of it, much like the people that run this freaking country. Mistakes were made, and I didn't get here for the dirty set, so I'm keeping it clean because as a teacher, I know how to code switch. And I try and teach my students how to code switch because they're all like recent immigrants, and I'm teaching them English, doing the best that I can on Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> Zoom teaching, that's a whole other story. Now I lost my train of thought. Damn it. Oh, roll me back my time. Talking about that Zoom, those comedy Zooms, ooh, that's a dry audience, like a two-dimensional dry crowd in front of your face. Okay, the upside is if you're super unprepared like I am right now, you can just read whatever you had prepared on the Zoom. And how many of you have seen people read on a comedy jam on the Zoom and they're reading their Google Doc? Oh, God, it's so dry, it's real dry. And what do we have here? We got three dimensions. I can see distance and space, <laughs> thank you. We also have our beers, which that is the upside of a comedy Zoom. You can drink your own beverages in the comfort of your own home. So there's pluses and minuses to everything, but <clears throat> yeah, I forgot what I was gonna say before that. So I'm just gonna say um, thank you for Pam Benjamin. What the hell, what an amazing person putting this together weekly and I'm squeezing the, I got a death grip on this mic, but I'm gonna pass it over to the next person. Thank you so much. Woo! Yay! Yay, Will Brown, undisclosed teacher from a place that we might or might not know. Yay! It's important, you did not see him on anything. You didn't know who he was, yay. No, I used to worry about that kind of stuff. I used to be a teacher, that was, a crazy time. People used to entrust me with their children. <laughs> I was a nanny for quite some time. And uh, my main nanny question is, uh, why do babies' pants have pockets? <laughs> you seen a baby? <laughs> 
can't put their hands in their own pockets. <laughs> like, why do they have six pairs of pockets? They, babies with like cargo pants. What's up with that? What are they putting in there? You know what I figured out? That's where I put my drugs. <laughs> it's the only, <laughs> it's the only safe place. Eighteen-month-olds understand the mechanics of zippers, so my backpack not safe, but their own pop pockets, perfect. Also, the police will never search a baby, <laughs> so that's <laughs> that's good. You know, what I learned from a fifteen-year-old: if you've been doing cocaine for twenty-four hours, you don't eat your boogers; you smoke them. <laughs> it's a clean joke. <laughs> you gotta know. <laughs> Depends on stuff. Uh, hey, your next comedian, she's super clean. Yeah, she is. D are you ready or do you want Pancake to go up? Okay, you can do it. Yeah, she can. She um, She's lamenting right now the gathering that most normal people would want to be at, which is the Rainbow Gathering. And she's lamenting that. And I'm so sorry that your people can't gather because you're like the kindest, most beautiful people that should gather. Uh, and they aren't because no one can gather and I'm so glad we're not gathered here everyone is six feet away but put your hands together in a wild slappy like motion for Rachel Pinson yay God bless America you say Independence Day these guys wearing the flag that's against the rules I'm just saying all right I want to start off this with a song and I don't want to be recorded and I want to start off with a song Sing along if you know the words, all right? I'm proud to be an American, where at least I know I'm free to sell all the food stamps Trump's government gave to me. And I probably know that every day I'm really high. Where are my kids? Where are my kids? <laughs> Buddy May, I told you we'll get your Mountain Dew mouth fixed. Once I get that stimulus check, all right? Her name is Betty May because May was the month she was conceived, and Betty is the name of her baby daddy's wife, you know? <laughs> God bless America. Is what I'm trying to say. That's clean, right? I'm <laughs> Everyone's looking at me funny because I'm talking with this accent, and I just want to let you all know this is an American accent, and y'all Bay Area people sound like Canadians, all right? <laughs> y'all sound like some snow Mexicans coming here on your vacations and pregnating our women and taking them up to Canada to have free abortions with your universal health care. Who's paying for that? Republicans. Probably. I want to talk about something serious right now. Today is July 3rd, it's my cousin Michael's birthday, and he passed away. And growing up, he was a big prankster, man. He was like cellophane over the toilet kind of prankster. And I think the, the last prank he did play on us was when he was smoking a joint, the devil's lettuce, with my sisters. And he said, I want y'all to play Freebird at my funeral. And we did. And that is a 14-minute song, y'all. <laughs> that was a 14-minute song, and the biggest prank he played was that everyone in my family was like, that's great, we're going to play Freebird at all the funerals. That's a three-minute guitar solo. That's a long time to stare at a dead body. 
Bless his little atheist heart. I know he's not looking down on me from heaven because he was gay. And we all know that God hates gay people. <laughs> Why do you think he gave San Francisco the Rona hoax? <laughs> I used to date a bunch of losers to try to disappoint my parents, but then I realized I am a strong, independent disappointment to my parents. I don't need a man. I don't need no man to help me with that, okay? I'm a feminist. You're talking about all these feminists and your liberals. I just want to let you know, you doing witchcraft, you doing witchcraft as a love spell is not consent. And aren't you liberals all about consent? Yeah, you're, okay, anyway, I digress. <laughs> that one was for you, Pam Benderman. <laughs> I'm pretty new to San Francisco, y'all. Like, I'm an Appalachian American. I'm from the state of Ohio. It is part of the Union, but for some reason, everyone flies Confederate flags. I don't get it. I really don't. <laughs> it's actually, I say I'm from the Midwest, but there's nothing West about it. But no one believes me when I say I'm Middle Eastern, so what am I supposed to say, you know? <laughs> I like it here in San Francisco. Uh, the only place I ever wished what I stepped in was dog shit. <laughs> Whose streets? Poop streets. That's what I like to say. <laughs> People here are real friendly. Real friendly. I was sitting at a bus stop, a nice gentleman pulls up a car, he rolls his window and says, Hey, baby girl, do you need a ride? I'm like, baby girl, <laughs> that's so sweet. That's so kind of you. Like, I'll, we just met. <laughs> this guy offered me a ride, a job, and he said he can protect me. And I had to say, you know what, no thank you, pork chop. I get what you're doing here. But I am a strong, independent hustler, and I don't need a man to help me sell myself on the street. I'm a feminist. I caught myself. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like, I like San Francisco. I like y'all liberals and whatnot. Oh, San Francisco. You know, I'm, I'm real approachable. I'm real approachable. Like, I got to look like a kindergarten teacher. People ask me for directions all the time. I don't know where the fuck I'm, where I'm going. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> shoot. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> but I think the I have, like, this resting, helpful lady face. Instead of a resting bitch face like Dre over here. I'm kind of jealous. I wish I had that. <laughs> Maybe later, sugar. <laughs> One time I was at a concert and a stranger just hands me their baby and says, will you take her? She's scared. I'm like, scared? She's about to be more scared. I'm about to sell that baby. <laughs> I'm trying to pay rent in the Bay Area. You know? <laughs> All right, I got, I got one more for y'all. I realize moving to California, y'all are so sensitive to language. Like, I can't use the R word anymore. Anytime I call somebody a Republican, y'all get so mad. You get so, I get it. It's because we put a retard in the White House.
Yay! Keep your hands clapping for Rachel Pinson. Yay! Yay! I'm so glad. I'm so glad she talked about witchcraft. I've been I've been thinking a lot about witchcraft lately, uh, just because I'm a, I'm a witch that lives in the city, and I look at witches in the past that we know about, right? Like bewitched in the mid 60s, early 70s. So a witch with all the power in the world chooses to live in the suburbs. Like, <laughs> excuse me, like what? And like, let's look at the other witch show, like Sabrina the Teenage Witch. All right, so she still wants to live in the suburbs? Like, she has all the power in the whole, she's a witch. <laughs> like, I mean, I get it, I get it in Bewitched that Samantha was like, oh, the first big D wasn't big enough, so I'm gonna take Dick York and I'm gonna change him for the other D. She's like, big D, not enough D. Like, all right, fine, you used your witchy powers. Boopity boop. But really? What did you? You have all the power in the world and you choose not. You're like, world peace, nothing. <laughs> Police brutality, nothing. Sabrina the Teenage Witch is worried about like Brian in science class liking her. <laughs> really? You're a witch. <laughs> I'm just angry because. Like, as a witchy woo-woo person, I'm like, this is how we choose to let our people be shown. Boop, 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 boop. Like, genie, the genie thing, I get it. He was an astronaut. He landed on a weird thing, I Dream of Genie, and he found her in a bottle, and she, like, belonged to him. I get it. But, like, the witch who has all the power in the world is like, no, I'd like to be a housewife in the suburbs. Way to move feminism back. You know what? I don't know. Yay, witchcraft. Uh, you're, can we, should we bring up a witchy lady or should we bring up pancake? You want pancake. 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 The people want, the people want what the people want. Everybody put your hands together for pancake, the syrup king. Yay. Oh, he's getting, he's getting his important props. Because prop comedy is not bad <laughs> or awful. <laughs> He's getting his props together. It'll be fine. You'll be able to see it on the radio listening audience because he has, he'll be referring. See, he's taking a long time to find his things. Hey, neighbors across the street. Yay. All right, everybody, clap your hands together. It's Pancake the Syrup King. Yay. Hello, hi, I'm Pancake. Uh, oh gosh, uh, can you give me like a 30 second uh, grace period right here? Um, I need to collect my thoughts and my wishes and my prayers. <laughs> okay, um, tonight I will be referring to the good text here and, and I, I'm gonna begin with a small ceremony. I wish I was first so I could have blessed the whole act tonight, but uh, that's, that's okay. Uh, so, hmm, uh, 
Oh, O'Reilly's. Ow. Okay. So um, you should get that looked at if you felt inclined to participate. I don't care what you've heard about him. You need to trust the Gordon's fishermen. <laughs> so here's another thing I don't care about. I don't care how cute your seven-year-old is. I don't want to swipe right on a kid on a dating site. OK? They could be your world, but the, I'm not. I'm not in it for them. I'm in it for, for that box, for, to check that box. When I go to the voting booth, I I just check all the boxes. You know, everyone gets a fair shot. When I ask you, no, sorry. When I tell you I saw this article, you ask me. What did it say? What did it hang on, hang on. <laughs> so I saw this article. What did it say? I don't know. I didn't read it. <laughs> but I'm an expert on the headline. And it is as follows. This is the uh, Sunday Business New York Times. OK? And if I could all direct you to the back of this. You would see how far back and to the left those libtards have become in New York City. Are you ready for this? Prepare your sphincters. Behind every great restaurant is a woman. That means stay in the kitchen. So, yeah, you can grunt, you can grumble, you can laugh. Just get it all out of you, okay? Because these are true, true things that they're putting in print, okay? You need to re-examine what they're trying to portray in front of you. The little marionette in front of you with the, uh, with the uh, single, single atom string. You know what I'm talking about? I don't know what the filament, sorry. Monofilament, okay. Let me get into some uh, prepared material, but here's another thing I don't care about, just real quick. My health. Okay, so if I ever were to wear blackface continuously, I would only do it to see how many times I got pulled over in a week. Like, officer, this is the 12th time I've been pulled over this week. It's only Tuesday. And you're telling me that you have, you have some probable cause. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Surprise. <laughs> Jeez, uh, you wipe the makeup off and then their face gets so, so straight. Like, like I, whew. Uh, what's a so what's a very sobering act? Uh, 
realizing you're uh, a, a, a closeted racist? Look, I roll out of bed at about 11.30, just like you guys, okay? <laughs> when my phone battery dies and I finally cave in, sure, I'll go to the bathroom for the first time for the day, yeah. <laughs> I wake up, I, I, I start walking to the bathroom, and I catch a ghostly apparition out of the corner of my eye. Oh God, what is it? It's just me in the full length mirror. I see now that the longer my hair gets, the more it seems like I want to hurt people. <laughs> but that's, that's, not the, that's not the character I'm trying to portray. I, I'm trying to be an actor. I'm, I'm affable, right? I mean, you go, you're all watching me right now. I just, why is there there's something weird on my tongue right now? And I have no idea where it's from. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do anything about it because I'm a profession. Oh, I lost it. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna go into some prepared material right now. Oh right, I'm growing my hair out to donate. I'm a protagonist in somebody's story. I'm not the monster on the corner. I'm not I'm not the wind blowing in your hair. I'm not the whisper that you hear in the dark hallway. No. Now, uh, at this point in the show, you may be wondering who my father is. <laughs> well, he's my dad. Uh, I, but um, who is my father, essentially? Well, he gave me a fushigi for Christmas. And, uh... That doesn't sound like a lot of responsibility, like uh, David Bowie juggling that crystal ball in Labyrinth. Fushigi. Sorry, I'm just going to drop Fushigi. But um, every night, we're, we're, we've been locked inside for a long time, right? But every night since George Floyd's murder... It has sounded like the happening or the mist right outside my bedroom window. Is anyone else getting that? Yeah. Uh, as you can hear in my voice, I am a Lyft driver. <laughs> That's all as far as I'll go with that one. Look, these shows used to take place in some run-down dive bar on the side of the freeway, right? Well, every restroom I've visited since my first open mic, I've found this graffiti, this sticker, this saying, this phrase repeated over and over and over. It must be in the girls' restroom, too. I'm not sure. But it says, kindness is sexy. Well, whoever's writing that really should stop. Because they haven't met me. <laughs> okay. Well. Uh, if Look, look, hang on. 
if you're so poor, where'd you get those tattoos? <laughs> and and is that a no no? Here's my here's my official closer from now until the end of eternity. What is behind every great man? A strong, independent woman pegging him. I'm Pancake the Syrup King. Pancake the Syrup King doing clean comedy on the corner. Amazing wonderment happening here for you all now. I am so excited for it. <laughs> I'm excited for our next comedian. Uh, she is amazing. Uh, you can see her all over the Bay Area and on multiple Zoom things, I'm sure. Oh, my God, the Zoom. Has everyone learned things about themselves on Zoom? I microdosed some MDMA and did a Zoom thing with people in New Jersey. That's when you really find about what your life is about. And when you get on a Zoom with people in Jersey, oh, dear Lord, they are Wow, you thought racism was real here? Oh no, <laughs> it's not. Jersey is a very special place. Your next comedian is not from Jersey. She's an amazing human being. We're so excited to have her here. Put your hands together for Drea Myers. Yay! Yeah. I'm using a mic condom, everyone. Clap it up for the mic condom. <laughs> Oh my God, this wind is gonna be so horrible. I'm gonna have to play with this wind. The whole set, um, let's see. I went to other venues and they put a plastic glove over my mic, you guys. So then I was just getting fingered in the face the whole set. I was like, I'm having flashbacks with these fingers in my face. I can't do these bits properly. <laughs> we got some scooters going by. I love doing comedy out here because there's just so many different factors. It's like we're, it's like a parade going by. We're like, hello. <laughs> I'm gonna start running for fucking city council just on this street corner, you guys. Hell yeah, I'm gonna campaign from the street corner. Ah, uh, yeah, so cops, man, fucking cops, bro. I think I just think it's weird that we pay violent men to just drive around in cars and beat people. That's my opinion on the police. Uh, <laughs> police are the only police are the only job where you can kill someone at work and they don't automatically fire you for it. You know what I mean? Like, what if you were a construction worker and a civilian pissed you off and you just went over there and killed him with your forklift? <laughs> and the next day they were just like, oh, it's cool, he was on the job. <laughs> you know? Um, men have weird logic you guys men have very weird logic um, for example i went to santa cruz and i came out of a gas station and some tweakers started chasing me through the parking lot and then as he was chasing me he just yelled out what's wrong 
And I was like, what's wrong? You're chasing me through a parking lot. And then he just yelled out, I'm only chasing you because you're running. I was like, bro, what kind of logic is that? I didn't know men were like Tyrannosaurus Rex in Jurassic Park. You just got to. And then they'll leave you alone. You just got to real <laughs> move real slow. I just feel like that's weird male logic. I feel like uh, <laughs> I feel like the next day he just went into her cancer ward and started killing people and was like, I'm only killing you because you're dying. <laughs> we got to say that line real quiet because there's families that live around here. And that one was on the edge a little bit. We don't want to disrupt. Make some noise if you live in the mission. Make some noise. <laughs> he said, just me. <laughs> that looks like a really mission outfit, actually. It looks like you bought that at like two different corner stores. <laughs> Within eight blocks of this fucking place. Oh, I just dropped the F-bomb too. Damn it. It's that freaking shirt, man. I got distracted. So I'm very tall, you guys. I'm very tall. I'm six foot one, you guys. Six foot one. Thank you. I'm s <laughs> what? What did you yell? Tall, sexy. <laughs> I went into uh, I went into a Safeway bathroom in Sacramento yesterday, and there was this older lady in there with real long gray hair, and she was brushing her real long gray hair. And then I came out of the stall, and she was like, "I used to be as tall as you." But then menopause came and it took me down three and a half inches. And then she just looked at me and went, three and a half inches. Yeah, it was this older lady that was like a foot shorter than me at the Safeway, you know what I mean? She was like a foot shorter than me. I like so wanted to be, I so wanted to talk like crap back and be like, um, Where'd the other nine inches go? You know what I mean? That's how you know you're getting older when you want to start talking crap to older women in Safeway bathrooms. <laughs> like, I had a pause. I was like, let me respect my elders. And then I just walked out. But I was this close. I almost, almost talked crap back to her. Um, <laughs> What else? <laughs> I gotta look at my notes. Um, I am getting older. I'm not quite a cougar. I'm like a young puma. I'm a young puma without dental insurance. So I'm a saber-toothed tiger. That's the thing I hated about doing Zoom mics was there was no hiding these teeth on webcam. You know what I mean? <laughs> My teeth were just there. I looked like a chubby meth head on Zoom, you guys. <laughs> it looked like my teeth got into street fights, you know what I mean? I was trying to drop my comedy set on Zoom. It looked like bum fights for more, for freaking, for teeth, for molars, you know what I'm saying? It was like bum fights for molars, everyone. <laughs> That's so stupid. Um, 
I was on lockdown for like two months by myself because I live by myself. So when everything was on lockdown, I was on lockdown all alone for like two months, you guys. I was going freaking crazy. I started wearing men's deodorant. <laughs> Just so it at least smell like someone else was there, you know what I mean? I go to bed at night and be like, ooh, someone's holding me. <laughs> you gotta be careful though, because then I was cooking and I was like, oh shoot! And I was like, ah, oh, I thought someone snuck up on me. It was just my deodorant. That was all it was. Forgot I was wearing freaking lumberjack glitter in my freaking arms. <laughs> uh, men's deodorant only has really harsh scents. It only has like, you can smell like a whole forest or you can smell like a freaking surfboard. That's it. <laughs> That's the only options. <laughs> it's like made to like send out pheromones. I'm like walking around with men's deodorant on, just like clapping back gay dudes like, no! <laughs> it's just my armpits. <laughs> Oh, yeah, so I had to retrain myself. I was on lockdown alone for two months, so I had to retrain myself to not live in fear. Damn, look at this big-ass van that's driving. Holy crap, what is that, a TV station in there? What, what, what kind of spy vehicle is that? Good Lord. What do they got going on in that van? I'm trying to go on tour in that van. Shoot, bring that thing back. <laughs> I'll live in that thing. I'll just drive around with some sort of black mirror touring comedian. Just fucking, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so I live, uh, I live alone. So I had to retrain myself to not live in fear, you guys. Like at the beginning of lockdown, my drunk neighbor tried to break into my door at like four in the morning. So I heard like random noises at my door and I like ran into my bathroom, like coward and got all scared. You know what I mean? And then two months later into lockdown, I had ram noises at my door. I was like, I got all hyped up. I was like, hell yeah, it's time to stab someone. <laughs> I was like, bring it on in. This Netflix was getting boring. Let's go. <laughs> I've been doing squats for two months. <laughs> you know what I mean? But now I'm doing comedy again, so my anger's under control. <laughs> oh man, I want to do my ovulating joke so bad, but it's... Can you make it clean? I can't, there's no way to make that one clean, you guys. <laughs> there's no way. <laughs> um, so I, I was doing Zoom comedy, dude. The, the thing that sucks about doing Zoom comedy is the walls in my apartment are super thin super thin they're so thin like when my neighbor sneezes I can hear it so like I know he could hear like every word of my comedy set because I was you know doing comedy <laughs> that bit died so hard oh the van's coming back yo let me tour in that van yo pull it over <laughs> I wish you would all right, I think I'm. Uh, I think I'm done, you guys. Clap it up for me. Clap it up for Bam.
Drea Myers keeping it clean with the Mike condom. How amazing. Yes. I was very excited. She mentioned the Bible there for a second, and the Bible is clean. Was anybody raised super, super Christian? Woo, I got a woo. I got a couple of people. Okay, cool. Did anybody do this really cool thing called Bible delving? Did anybody do this? Bible delving? No? Okay, this is when Bible delving is when you go out into the forest where Jesus does all his magic and you sit down and you take the Bible and you pray so hard and you go, Jesus, show me what you need me to know. Show me what you need me to see. And then you open up the Bible randomly and you run your finger down and open your eyes. And mine were always about sodomy. <laughs> like I couldn't get out of Leviticus. You know what I'm saying? Like my favorite Bible verse is Leviticus 20:12, which is if you sleep with your father-in-law, you should both be stoned. Right? I know. My ex-father-in-law was really hot. He looked a lot like Barack Obama. You know, he was a really hot guy. He was so hot. And people get all wicked weirded out about Barack. And I'm like, all right, you can blame him for whatever you want. You can blame him for global warming, for your smelly pee-pee, for, you know, like porcupines. But you can't blame him for being sexy. <laughs> Barack Obama, super sexy, no? Sexy, sexy president? Nobody misses, no one misses Barack. Do you miss his wife? Do you miss Michelle? Who misses Michelle? I know, right, a first lady. When you're a first lady, you get to say things. You get to say important things. And Michelle said so many important things. Like she made kids work out or whatever. Like she hated fat kids and she like cared about, you no know, like food and stuff. It was so great. And I was like, what is Melaniania? Melania, Milan, does anybody know? Melaniania? Melaniania, what's her name? Melania, Melania. Melania, 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 Melania. None of us know her name because she never speaks. She never <laughs> speaks. I heard that she speaks like four languages. Pick one. Say something. <laughs> like in any language, speak in French. I'll get show us on the doll where he touched you. Are you okay? Melaniania, are you what is gonna are you gonna be okay? But every first lady has had a stance. They've had a thing that they say that they you know, do or whatever. And I just figured that Melaniania would just like, she just piggyback on the side of Michelle. You know, she just like plagiarize or whatever and hate fat kids too. So I thought that maybe Melaniania would um, take up bulimia as her, <laughs> right? Like as her like big thing to change the world because it makes kids four times the consumer. <laughs> it's so good for the American economy when kids consume four times. And she'll be really known as an environmentalist because she'll teach kids how to vomit into the composting. You know, it's like regurgitate, renew, recycle, right? Because that acidic vomit will be so good on the wine vines in Napa for like 2020. 
no won't it be great like oh Melania, please take a stance like help the wine industry <laughs> right like oh i miss michelle sorry hey kids are so cool so good here's here's the crazy thing i've i've been a nanny for years all right you know and having sex on top of a child is not pedophilia <laughs> all right because i'm a nanny and the baby can only see like 15 inches in front of its face anyway right and and just because the baby's first words are uh uh doesn't make me a bad nanny <laughs> makes me a bad nanny <laughs> you know I, I do I do try to foster creative play with children and I try to read them books and I read them Gulliver's Travels. Everybody remember Gulliver's Travels? Isn't that a great book? And like I think about like what if I was like Gulliver and what if I was tied up on the beach by hundreds of tiny little men? <laughs> what if I <laughs> what if I was tied up on the beach by hundreds of tiny little men? And what if like you know, some of them like brought like a cute little tiny little, you know, like strawberry on like a weird little, you know, what are they called? I don't know. Like, anyways, but if I was tied up by a tiny little man, and what if like 10 to 12 of them came together in like a Cirque du Soleil, right? <laughs> like, it's, it's the cutest gangbang I could ever. <laughs> It's a Lilliputian, it's a Lilliputian gangbang. That's what I'm saying. They're all in there. It's fine. It's li it's a literary, it's a literary gangbang. Is this, this is not clean. <laughs> but it is, because I didn't say anything untoward. It's good stuff. Kids, I have, this is, I'll end on this joke. I hang out with these two twin six-year-olds and they're so cute, right? And I like to foster creative play. So they tied me up to a desk chair with yarn and they put tape over my face. And then they put a laser pointer to my wrist and they were like, we're cutting off your hand. And I said, fostering creative play, this is fun. All right, let's do this. And they uh, put the laser pointer to my foot and they said, we're freezing your foot. And I said, oh, this is creative play, what? And then they put it up to my chest and they said, I'm breaking your heart. And I was like, Daria, you need to stop, okay? <laughs> Society has broken my heart. What game are you playing right now? You're playing a game called police state <laughs> of your own volition. Why am I tied to this desk chair with yarn? And they put their little six-year-old heads together and they came back to me. You stole a laptop. Oh, you're cutting off my hand because I stole a laptop? What kind of Islamic police state is this? And they looked me straight in the face and they said, if you were black, we would have shot you. Oh, I know from the mouths of babes playing a game called police state. I know, I know. It's not funny because it's true. Or it is funny because it's true. I don't know. It's hard to tell. Thank you all for, I should end on a happy joke since we're all here and not gathered. Uh, ooh, what's a clean joke I can end on? Knock, knock. Who's there? Jesus. Jesus. 
I know. Did that guy exist or what? <laughs> Jesus, who? Is he a guy? Is he, I mean, real times? Like, really? Did he write the Bible? What's up with that guy? Um, thank you so much for being here and not gathering. Uh, we have a Venmo at Mutiny Radio, all one word, if you want to give us money. We're trying to keep free speech and comedy and everything alive and fun times in the COVID times, which are so scary. And, oh, yes, and I'll bring out a thing. And thank you so much all for being here. And Mutiny Radio is a thing. Uh, follow us on all of our social media. Oh, good, yes, yes, Jonathan has a has a thing. And you can give us money if you like. 